Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters episode 285 Cloud Atlas. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. How th- the hell are you? I thought you were going to say Klaus again, <laughs> as you said the title. <laughs> you you were the one that said Klaus. I know, Klaus. <laughs> this week is Cloud Atlas. No, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, did you say you're not doing well? I I am doing well. Oh, okay. Because I was like, wow, moment of honesty from Joe there. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually a big liar. <laughs> you know, I got I got my show mode. When I'm in show mode, everything's peachy. <laughs> I mean, so it should be. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, better than being a raw fucking nerve all the time. That's true, man. People who are like that are so annoying. They, have you ever noticed that? I have noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm great. Awesome. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Longest movie we've done so far, I think. Is it? Uh, I mean, three hours, almost three hours. Yeah, I, I Mulholland Drive might have been just like slightly longer. Really? Or is, or is that two and a half? I don't remember. How long is Dune? Uh, how, long, how long are movies? Uh, mostly, they seem to be two and a half to three hours lately. <laughs> And they should be 90 minutes. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think this one is the longest one we've done so far. I think we've had some that have come close. But, uh, but, but uh, yeah, I think this takes the, the prize for the moment. You're right. Mulholland Drive is two hours and 24 minutes. There we go. Dune is two hours and 35. So, yeah, you're right. This is the longest one that we've done so far. Yeah. Um... So I'm just going to get the game right out of the way. Let's do it. I, uh, I love the game. One of David Fincher's best. <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've, uh, I, I would like to purchase that on the, uh, the, the Criterion Edition if I could. I've been thinking about that as well, actually. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Zodiac Criterion. Ah. Uh, Okay. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised Like he's not one of those directors that, at this point, everything comes out on the Criterion edition. Yeah, like they put every Wes Anderson bullshit on Criterion. They should put, put David Fincher on there as well. Right? I mean, I don't care for David Fincher, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there's a nice uh, two-disc uh, director's cut edition of Zodiac. Uh, the second disc is all like like a feature length documentary with the uh, survivors of the Zodiac attacks. Oh wow! And it's incredible. It's it's huh. it's really good. Are they angry that they're being exploited for David Fincher's Hollywood dreams? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. 
Okay, that's good. Uh, they're, they're angry for other reasons, like they were attacked by the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Reason, reasonably angry, I believe. Sure, yeah, and uh, as far as we know, he's still not caught, right? As far as we know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, the the let's get the game out of the way. Yeah, did you fall asleep during this movie? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Um, I didn't, I, I, uh, I knew going in that I was probably going to stop it to take a nap, uh, cause I was already kind of tired when it started. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, about 45 minutes in, um, like there's, there's the, the part where, uh, Tom Hanks and Halle Berry, uh, sort of have like a moment of recognition where they see like all of the different time periods sort of flash before or maybe just tom hanks sees it where it all sort of flashes before his eyes all at once Mm -hmm. and i was like okay this is where we're gonna get going i'm probably gonna want to pay super close attention after this so i'm gonna go ahead and fall asleep right now so i napped for about 45 minutes uh, at that point and then i finished the movie well that's good how about you uh so i started watching this tuesday night uh and uh fell asleep Almost immediately. Okay. Uh, Made it about maybe 10, 12 minutes in before uh, I passed out. Uh, And then had to... I I tried to keep going. And uh, basically for the first 45 minutes of this movie, I just kept falling asleep and had to keep rewinding. So it took (laughs) me like an hour and a half to watch the first 45 minutes. Uh, and then I decided I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is really, really is the longest movie that you've watched for the podcast for sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so then today when I got home from work, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, I, I made myself some dinner and I sat down and, and the cat jumped on my lap. Uh, which, uh, when he does that already puts me in the mood to just kind of just, you know, doze. Sure. Uh, mostly because that's one of the few times he's peaceful. Uh, (laughs) so, so you can comfortably relax and fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Instead of being anxious that he's, uh, doing terrible shit. Sure. Uh, and so... Almost the same story, like, within the first 45 minutes, I fell asleep a bunch uh, and had to keep rewinding. Uh, And then it got to a point where I was just like, I kind of don't care anymore. And uh, every time I woke up, I was just like, "Uh, I'm not going to bother rewinding to see what I missed. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I, I did managed to mostly stay awake for the last two hours of this movie. Okay. Uh, which, uh, you know, is also a ridiculous thing to have to say. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, oh. but, yeah, it, it was it was a struggle to, to get through at first. And, uh, and then... I, I don't <laughs> want to say that I was riveted, but, uh, you know, I... I at least kept myself, uh, you know, semi-focused. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I don't know that I would say that I was riveted by it either, Mm -hmm. but, but I was definitely interested. 
Like I, I feel like I watched really closely uh, to try and just like, like there, there are obvious uh, points of connection right. uh, or overlap between the different stories. Um, so you can, you can sort of create, you know, a through line to how things are related. Um, but I, but I, I was also just like watching really closely for, for more subtle stuff. Mm. Um, that I don't know was necessarily there, or if it was, I didn't see it. Um, you know, uh, I'm just gonna say this, you know, that the Wachowskis, I don't think they do subtle. Yeah. I think Uh, you're right. (laughs) I, I think they are, uh, incredibly talented filmmakers, uh, very creative, uh, very... Uh, you know, certainly influential, especially after the Matrix. Um, and they have a lot of through themes. Uh, that that I think not not just connects the stories in this movie, but through all their movies. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, but I definitely don't think that uh, they're subtle about what they're trying to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely saw, like the, I mean, you know, you've you've got is it five or six different stories going in this uh, one? There are six stories altogether. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but uh, it's happening across across timelines, or you know, across you know pre- within the same timeline, presumably, but across different time periods. Right. Um. And and I just kept thinking about like. They, they talk a lot about, you know, people making the same mistakes over and over again and just just the idea of recurrence. And it reminded me a lot of uh, the Matrix sequels, mm-hmm. like just the the sort of revelation there that, you know, all of this has happened before. It's a Battlestar Galactica thing. All of this has happened before and all of this will happen again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and just like. Yeah, like a lot of thematic stuff like that. I I, I haven't seen all of their movies, um, but I've seen I've seen the three Matrix movies, and I've seen I've seen Speed Racer once. Uh, I I didn't I I mean you know there's recurrence in that in that you drive around in a loop, uh, so you're just driving around in a circle, uh, but uh, <laughs> but but like yeah, it just I, I it it felt sort of like the culmination of things that I'd seen in, in other films that they'd made, uh, in, in one package. And, and in also sort of that way, it felt like a little bit of everything all at once. Yeah. Uh, which, which is interesting, but I don't know how well it holds together ultimately. Yeah. I think, uh, that to me is like the biggest problem with this movie is that, uh, it, it, you know, they do have, you know, those, those recurring themes that they, they always touch on. Uh, and there's even like stuff like with the, the Neo soul, uh, segment, uh, with like, you know, humans being processed as energy, Uh huh. you know, stuff like that. Uh, but she's the, she's the one basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but as, a whole i don't feel like this movie hangs together very well and so so you know 
uh, obviously the the Wachowskis, uh, you know, directed this, but they co-directed it with with uh, another gentleman by the name of uh, Tom Teichber, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Teichba, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, who? Uh, so in the end credits, uh, it basically states that the Wachowskis did the eighteen forty nine section. Uh, the 2144 and the 2319 uh, whereas uh, Tom Teichberg did the uh, uh, 1936, 1973 and 2012 sections uh, which kind of makes sense the three that the Wachowskis did definitely have the more visual flair mm-hmm. uh, and the the other three uh sections definitely seem more down to earth yeah um and i kind of hate to say it but i liked those three better <laughs> okay than, than some of the the uh stuff and like like i liked the i liked the 1849 stuff but i just boy the the two future segments pretty much checked out every single time that they came on <laughs> <laughs> was it was it because of the uh the weird whatever language they were speaking in the far far future <laughs> didn't help <laughs> uh if ever this was uh the best time to use subtitles while watching the movie for sure <laughs> Yeah, I, I use subtitles throughout. I, I typically don't, but but I as as soon as like that's the very first thing that we see is is uh, old man Tom Hanks right. uh, speaking New English or whatever it is, and I was like like he said two sentences and I and I thought I don't have any idea what he just said. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm definitely gonna need subtitles for this. And I'm glad that I did because the words that he was saying uh, did not always make sense. Nope. <laughs> but I also, I, it was interesting. I feel like, uh, like there, it, it got easier to follow. Like, it, like if we if we had spent more extended periods in that time period, like I think it, it wouldn't. Like if the whole movie had been like that, I think I, eventually there would have come a point where it was like, okay, this is just what we're doing. Right. It was just like watching a foreign movie at that point, basically. Yeah. Uh, I think that actually brings up a pretty good point about how I feel about this movie. Okay. Is that maybe this would have just been better as six different movies. I mean, it's, it feels like six different movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, we, we've talked about the themes and, and ultimately the, the biggest theme of the movie is that, you know, people should just be kind to each other. Right. <laughs> Which is another Wachowski thing where they're just, you know... They're not subtle, but also they're very, very sincere. Yeah, uh, uh, about like the stuff that they they believe in. Uh, like, like you can definitely tell that they always have their their hearts on their sleeves, and you know they they just want to present you know people as ultimately being hopeful and good, and that is primarily the entire point of this movie but uh you know it it takes an incredibly long time to get around there (laughs) uh but and and it's you know six very different 
styles of story that like I just don't think they work well <laughs> you yeah. know, as, as a whole uh, but you know I'm also not upset that this happens either <laughs> like 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 I'm not mad this exists. Yeah, no, it's 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 I I I think we've talked about I like an interesting experiment. I would I would rather I would rather watch something that tries something and fails than something that plays it safe right. uh, and and you know also fails. Um but <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, I the the different you you sort of mentioned like you know tonally the different segments feel like they do feel like six different movies like you've got sort of like a seventies seventies uh, political or crime movie in there right. uh, and then you've got your sci fi and then you've got your uh, your your old British person comedy uh, <laughs> and it's, it's I'm, I'm just gonna I have to say it right now. It was my favorite part. It was great. It was delightful. <laughs> when 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 young Jim Broadbent uh, leapt out of that bed naked and then the cat uh, and grabbed the cat and used it to cover himself and the cat just goes nuts. I that was that was so good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that 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 whole sequence I loved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. There, there's in in that respect, there's something for everybody here. Like, if you don't like one segment, just you know, wait ten minutes and you'll like the next one, or or you'll come back to one that you like. You know. Yeah, that is pretty fair, actually. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that one actually. It turned out to be my favorite, but it was the one I was the most worried about simply just from when Tom Hanks shows up in that part. <laughs> Doing his very sketchy Cockney accent. There's a lot of interesting accent work in this movie. Also a lot of a lot of interesting old age makeup. Uh not just old age. And well just uh, pros- prosthetics in general. Yeah. Uh, possibly, um, I mean, borderline offensive. There's, there's a, a few rare, rarely seen, uh, white face instances in there this are. movie, which and is interesting. There's the entire new soul, uh, section in which, uh, the primarily white cast is all, uh, made up to, to look Asian. True. That's true. Uh, which is not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Je- Jenny walked through because uh, I think she heard. Uh, is it James Darcy? Yeah. Uh, I think she, she heard his voice and was like, "Is that the guy from Agent Carter?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's Jarvis." And and she looked at him and she was like, "I think that might be offensive." <laughs> and then she walked away. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Jenny's side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he he is, I think, I mean, he does, out of everyone, have the most uh, sort of screen time in, in the Asian prosthetics, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so, just 
yeah, his his presence was just uh, iffy. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the other uh, white main guy that uh, is in that section. Uh, uh, d- d- fuck, uh, Jim Sturgis is the yes, actor. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of his name either. Uh, him in the Asian makeup, uh, he sort of looks a bit like, uh, Jared Padalecki from, uh, Supernatural. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> so, you mean, it, you mean Walker? Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the eyes of the Ranger are upon you, and the eyes have been made up to look, uh, like those of an Asian person, it's, uh, it's offensive. <laughs> Uh, his was slightly less because, you know, he just, uh, he looked like Jared Walker, Jared Walker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, like, uh, Hugo Weaving, when he shows up in Asian makeup, it's, it's yeah. pretty, uh, it's pretty yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, and I get, I get the storytelling, you know, the, you know, cause so throughout uh every story is uh for the most part uh the entire cast plays different characters through every story right uh and and you know a lot of them you know have to wear uh you know pretty heavy prosthetics to to appear different or as different characters uh and, and i get you know the whole point of it is is you know uh reincarnation and and like you said repeating you know the same things over and over again uh and also just you know the the morality tale of it all as well uh but you know uh, maybe you know you could have switched that up for you know the <laughs> primarily asian section of the movie <laughs> Yeah, they probably could have had actual Asian actors there. Right, yeah. <laughs> Other than just the one. Yeah, Duna Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, I guess, to be fair, she, you know, plays both a Mexican and a white woman later in the movie. True. <laughs> uh, to... Not as offensive, but uh, to horrifying effect. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would say to interesting effect. <laughs> I'm gonna, when she shows up uh, at the end as as uh, Adam Ewing's wife, yeah, uh, in, in the uh, colonial uh, section, uh, it, it got a big yikes for me there too. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why she's only in like one scene. <laughs> because they knew like oh this is this is a little sketchy (laughs) there was originally a whole subplot there (laughs) like like when Halle Berry shows up as a white person it's it's I don't know uh, not as jarring but but still a little just sort of yeah (laughs) It's, it's it's weird it's it's super weird. This whole movie's weird. <laughs> I know we say that a lot about most of the movies we watch, but uh, this might be the weirdest so far. I think so. Yeah, I think this one this one takes the cake for weird movies that we've watched. Uh, move over, move over, white god. <laughs> I mean, at least I understood that 
like as it happens, you know, right? <laughs> Instead of having to like think about what was going on, because <laughs> as you know, the worst thing that a movie can do is make you think. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I just wanna, I just wanna sit back and uh, turn my brain off, right? <laughs> Come on, Wachowskis. <laughs> Uh, every episode of this podcast makes us seem dumber and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just because people are getting to know us. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is show mode, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is me at my smartest. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah i you know i it's it's weird like there there's a lot to talk about but i also feel like i don't really know like like we, we've touched a little bit on everything yeah uh like i don't know i don't know what else there is to talk about it's not like we can really like talk through the the plots because yeah they're, i mean there's there's six, six of different them plots. yeah <laughs> And they range widely from, you know, uh, a caper at an old folks' home to, you know, uh, fighting intergalactic cannibals. I mean, it's... <laughs> I swear one of those cannibals was Will Forte. I didn't see him credited. <laughs> but, like, when he came in, it was it was after Tom Hanks kills the one. And then he's, he's the, the one who comes into the room. And I swear, like, you're wearing a lot of makeup, obviously, so sure. I couldn't really tell. But I could have sworn that was Will Forte. <laughs> I'm like, what's he doing here? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe he uh, was just like, you know what? I'm just hanging out. <laughs> like like, uh, like Daniel Craig in, uh, you know, one of the Star Wars movies, you know, as right. a stormtrooper. <laughs> he's just a big fan. He's, he's a big Cloud Atlas fan. Yeah, you know, it was based on a book, yeah. Right. Book. <laughs> yeah, could be. Uh, so I, I did just sort of uh, Wikipedia to, to see, you know, what the deal with the book is. Uh, and uh, the book seems like it's structured somewhat. <laughs> okay. Uh, like it is still six stories. And from what I could tell, they, they stayed fairly faithful. Uh, but... Uh, they do them essentially, uh, essentially in order. Uh, like they do the the uh, colonial period, the the thirties, uh, you know, musician, uh, the seventies, uh, the the uh, you know, old folks home, <laughs> uh, and then they do the uh, far far future one is sort of the centerpiece of the book. Okay. Uh, and that is the only one that they tell, or that, that uh, the writer, David Wallace, uh, tells, like, from beginning to end as, like, a whole piece. Okay. And then, from that point, like, when that story ends, he goes back in reverse to the other stories to finish them. Okay. Uh, so, so, you know, sort of like, you know, from the center out. Uh, tells the tales of those uh, stories instead of just, you know, every five minutes there's a cut to an entirely, completely different thing. Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Very and, interesting. 
I mean, I don't know if that would have worked better for the movie, but, you know, it it certainly adds to the uniqueness of the movie, for sure. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, yeah uh, I don't know that I would ever watch this movie again, but I definitely don't feel worse for having watched it yeah it 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 feels like a movie that i could see myself watching again um just because it so much of it i i feel like is really just beautifully shot oh absolutely um so like from from that from a technical perspective i feel like i would really really enjoy watching it again and you know if if it was if it was on hbo one day and i just turned it on in the middle i feel like i could still enjoy it Mm -hmm. um just because I, I I I thought the characters were were interesting, um, and then yeah, like the the visuals were great, um, and and the the screwball comedy of the old folks' home <laughs> is I, I will go back to that if I could just watch that on repeat, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there has like just YouTube cuts of. Uh... <laughs> Just those individual stories, right? I mean, it was so good that they made a movie of it, so... <laughs> that is true, starring Tom yeah. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> I will not suffer these criminal indignities. Is that what he says? I don't remember. Uh, criminal abuse. Criminal abuse, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, like... I, I'd say... Didn't care for the two future segments that much, but I liked individually the others, like like on their own. Yeah, uh, and and I realized again that that three of the, the four of them are, are done by the Tom Twiker. But you know, I also I really love Run Lola Run, which is you know uh, him. Oh, is it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, and then there's another movie that he uh, directed that I also really like, and I can't think of it, and I am looking up his filmography and talking us through it. It is Perfume, the story of a murderer. Oh, okay, I've never seen that one. It is pretty fantastic, uh, starring uh, Ben Wishaw, who is... uh, in this movie as well right nice yeah uh yeah no i i love uh perfume uh saw it at the neon oh wow yeah back when i used to do things (laughs) (laughs) back when when going to the movies was a reasonable thing to do yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh tangents my my boss sent me an email this morning uh and it's uh, so. So the new Spider-Man movie is is coming out uh, as we uh, are recording this, right? Uh, and so Englewood Cinemas, uh, which is a, a very tiny little movie theater uh, near where I work, um, next week they're showing eight showings of the new Spider-Man movie for five dollars uh, a ticket. Oh wow. Uh, and they are donating like all 100% of the ticket sales to like the local school district. That's awesome. Uh, and I was like, you know, I, I sort of 
was talking to my girlfriend and I was like, you know, cause I, there's not a Spider-Man movie I have not seen in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, I can't even say that about Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, I mean, $5 is cheap. Uh, but it was like, yeah, I've been to Inglewood Cinemas before. It's been like seven years, but like, it's kind of a shitty theater. <laughs> uh, and I know our friend uh, Matt Brassfield uh, often has just rented privately the Inglewood Cinemas right. uh, this, uh, throughout the pandemic just to watch movies with uh, you know his girlfriend, uh, which... It seems a bit ridiculous to me, you know. <laughs> but it was like he, well, like he likes going to the movies. Sure, I mean, I do too, to a point. <laughs> you know, if he has the funds somehow, I, go I, for it. I, how does he? Anyway, <laughs> the eternal question. Yes. Uh, so I texted him. I was like, "Hey, you know, you you've been there recently. What's it still like?" And he was like, "Yeah, the the seats are kind of shitty, and you know, they lifted all the mask, uh, you know, limits, and uh, you know, they're they're just allowing full capacity crowds." I was like, yeah, "All right, yeah, I'm not doing that. I will pay extra money and not have it donated to a charity <laughs> uh, to sit in comfort and in a seat uh, that." that I, of my own choosing. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, movies are back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at maybe going, uh, like, Monday or Tuesday of next week, just during the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it won't be too crowded, and until then I will just be avoiding, like, like Jenny and I are going to a, a nature preserve tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then this weekend, I'm just going to try and not get on the internet at all. Cause I feel like it will be impossible to not be spoiled. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have as much, uh, blocked as possible on Twitter. Yeah, me too. Um, but you know, things always get through if people always uh, meme things, memes don't get blocked. Uh, and also, uh, just even a cursory glance at the trending topic will just, uh, you know, fucking have a spoiler in there, so. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Twitter's, the, the internet was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I think is the, the lesson to take from this. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is just one aspect of why the internet was a mistake. Right, one of one of many for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Uh, Cloud Atlas. You know what? The internet makes uh, makes this podcast possible. It does, and for that, I am grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, it, there are some good things. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. It was uh, good. Yeah, I liked it. No, it's it's it's. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I, I don't know that I can say it was good. It definitely had really good aspects to it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, whether I liked it or not uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it's just that I do wish that more filmmakers would take these kind of chances with the things that they do. 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, I think you know, uh, well, Jupiter Ascending came out after this, correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay, but but uh, and that's the last movies that the Wachowskis have made before uh, they did Sense Eight, but that was a series, right? Uh, and I believe it's, I think Lana uh has like just left filmmaking altogether <laughs> is it i i couldn't remember or if it was it lana lily? or lily that was that had nothing to do with the the new matrix movie i know one of them for sure yeah maybe it's lily that that uh bailed and i i'm not you know i don't think she bailed i think she just was just i know she because she was whoever it is uh they're they're writing on like a, a tv show Okay, uh, but it's like a like a lesbian comedy drama. Okay, all right. Uh, but you know, I, I think I read something like they just said that you know, it's like I got this chance to do you know something that felt a little more personal that you just can't do with science fiction. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's cool. So I think you know, just this whole blockbuster sci-fi movie thing just kind of ground her down, maybe. Sure. And and you know, and I'm sure. Uh, people on the internet did nothing to exasperate that for her either. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they were all super supportive of everything. Yeah. All, all of her life choices. Right, yeah. Both creatively and personally. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, she's she's got the Matrix residuals coming in. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's, she's fine. fine. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, like, uh, I mean, yeah, The Matrix is still a fantastic movie. Uh, the the sequels, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, right. I, I think I, I like a lot of aspects of both of them, uh, but but some aspects of them are kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you know, Bound I think is still a fantastic movie. Uh, I loved Speed Racer. Um, and, and Jupiter Ascending was certainly a thing that I watched once. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only, the only Wachowski's movie that I've not seen is Bound at this point. I I would highly recommend it. It's definitely very different. Yeah. Uh, but you can, you know, definitely tell that they, they've got the goods. You know, they, they definitely know how to make a pretty fucking great movie like with with limited resources and nice it's, it's weird you know when you think about the fact that they made that in order to prove that they could make the matrix right and it's like that's a huge fucking leap <laughs> <laughs> uh and I, I cannot remember which one of course uh you know used to write uh clive barker comics at marvel <laughs> oh wow okay uh i think uh, at the time it was andy Okay. Who who I believe is now Lily. Yes. I'm, uh, not sure. Yeah. Yeah, because the movie, this movie, is credited as Lana and Andy. Right. So, yeah, that would make Andy now Lily. <clears throat> and I believe that was the one who wrote, like, Ecto Kid. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> For Clyde That's, Barker's... That's really great. What the hell was his line... Uh, the razor line or something like that. 
90s comics. Yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> oh uh, boy. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's all I got on Cloud Atlas. That's that's fine. Yeah, you know the Wachowskis. You know whether you like their movies or not, uh, I, I think they always make interesting choices, and you know I'm always going to be interested to see what else they do. You know. Yeah, uh, together or separately, you know. Even though I have no idea what this uh, lesbian show is, so. <laughs> uh, is any anything uh, making you particularly happy this week? Um, so uh, this is actually going to technically be something that's going to make me happy in the future. Okay. Because uh, because we are recording this uh, mid December. This will come out uh, early January. Uh, and I have decided that as of January 1st, I am no longer going to be on social media. Nice. <laughs> I am fucking tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I am already anticipating it and just how good it will feel to not be on Twitter or Instagram anymore. <laughs> well, well, I will miss interacting with you. Uh, you can always text me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the same because then people can't see us. <laughs> why don't Why don't you want our friendship to be public? <laughs> well, you know we'll still be doing the show. All right, and uh, you know you can always. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to be posting on my blog, so you can always uh, respond to that because nobody has in seven years. All right. <laughs> I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to set up like an RSS feed or something here uh, to 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 get your blog updates. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I paid money for that thing, so you know I should use it. True. You and, do you still do you still cross post that stuff to Patreon as well? Uh, I haven't in a while, but uh, uh, as of the new year, when when now that I'm so the the. The biggest reason that I've decided this, other than just how awful fucking everything is, uh, is that I'm real fucking tired of posting things on on Instagram and Twitter uh, in which, you know, if I don't figure out, like, the right algorithm and, and time to post these things, that, you know, is the difference between, you know, two of my friends seeing what I post or none of my friends seeing what I post. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, still, even when I figure it out, still only getting like the same five people, you know, liking what I do. And, and and I'm not in it for that, but it's nice to be seen every once in a while. Yeah. Validation is good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, never really made much money promoting myself uh, on any you know social media platform uh, and uh, then when you add in you know fucking things like Nazis and transphobes and homophobes and, and all the phobes and Republicans in general uh, <laughs> just and, you know conservatives fuck them uh, <laughs> and I'm just fucking tired <laughs> <laughs> so uh now that i won't be posting anything on on instagram or twitter i will be cross-posting back on 
Patreon as much as I can. So excellent. So, so, so I, yeah. I, I get emails when you post there, so I will I will not miss things. That's All good because right, I because right. I don't always see uh, stuff on Twitter, and my Instagram usage is real spotty. Right. So uh, so yeah, that'll that'll be nice for me anyway. All right. Yeah, I, and again, I can just text you, I guess. <laughs> like, hey, Joe, I updated my blog. <laughs> yeah, do you want to have to do that every single time? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> just do it on Patreon. I'll yeah. be happy. But also, you know, like like with that is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the sketch day uh, is ending again, so... You know, I won't be posting every day either, so. Right. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, yeah, it'll just be nice. <laughs> well, that, that if it's, if you're not doing it every day, that means uh, when I get a notification that you did do it, it'll be even more special. There you go. <laughs> and I'm not deleting my accounts. Like, I'm just going to, you know, keep them up and, you know, whatever my last post promoting you know, just whatever is, you know, that'll be there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna actively avoid reading and looking at things and uh, posting things, because you know, nobody wants to hear from me anyway. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I wish you luck with that. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, it's, if it's the same four people anyway, and, like, I already know, like, three of them in real life then you know i'd rather just talk to those people in real life right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you know and then the, the downside you know is of course you know i won't be able to see an article on the beat and then almost text it to you because i think you'd be <laughs> interested and then discover that you actually wrote it <laughs> <laughs> i will miss that <laughs> That is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I, I do always double check now. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, anything uh, bringing you joy, sir? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're watching Little House again, which is really nice. What, what what happened to Allie McBeal? Oh, we're we're alternating. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's <laughs> so that I mean, yeah, Allie McBeal is you know twenty years old or whatever at this point, so this isn't a huge spoiler. Uh, but there's a there's a storyline in the third season which we're on now, uh, where one of the one of the the lead male characters uh, basically becomes like a men's rights activist. Oh. And, uh, and like, as his behavior has become increasingly unhinged, like, I've just been like, what are they doing with this? Why are they doing this? Where is this going? And, and at one point I blurted out, like, does he have a brain tumor or something? And I looked over at Jenny and she just looked at me like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, but yes, he absolutely does. (laughs) So now... Like, okay, maybe this is the thing that's bringing me joy, is watching this show and seeing how far they're going to take this, knowing that eventually it's going to be revealed that the reason he is acting this way is that he has a literal brain tumor. (laughs) I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see how this plays out. So, oh. so yeah, that's that's the thing that's bringing me joy this week, I guess. All right. <laughs> Brain tumors. 
Oh man. When <laughs> uh, when uh, I honestly thought that story was going to go in a different place. <laughs> uh, you know, with with Jenny, you know, side eyeing you, but. Uh, I'm glad it, it went in the place where it did. Yeah, no, it, it, the the look that she gave me was very much like I think she was shocked that I had uh, accurately guessed it, uh-huh. and she desperately wanted to say that that's what it was, but also didn't want to spoil it for me. Uh, I yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, so uh, just you know, uh, yeah, as I've mentioned, I've I've been dating someone recently and and we have had uh very different uh experiences as far as uh you know movie watching and entertainment goes okay (laughs) and so there's a lot of things that you know i want her to watch uh but like i don't want to tell her about them absolutely yeah because i I, I, like i just i i want you to experience it yeah (laughs) uh you know, like, like, so, so last night we watched, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Awesome. Which, uh, she had never seen or heard of. Wow. Right. Uh, and of course, you know, when it starts and it's, you know, showing like the cast, you know, and she's like, oh my God, is that, is that, you know, like Bradley Cooper, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so, so that was fun. But then like, you know, she's laughing her ass off through the movie, but then also following up is, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, and, you know, if I would have told you beforehand that this was the movie I was going to make you watch, you would have, you know, looked it up on IMDb and, you know, spoiled it for yourself. And it was like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, no, that's that's always fun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got for this week. Alrighty, well, that's fun. I'm glad, uh, you're, you're still enjoying Allie McBeal and Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> uh, do you have a movie in mind for next week, sir? I do. Uh, this is a movie that I, I it, uh, as far as I know, it's still on HBO Max. Okay. Um, I, I guess I should probably check, double check. Uh, but I, I literally only just heard about this a few months ago. Uh, it is a crime drama from the mid to late seventies, uh, starring Peter Falk. Uh, it is called Mikey and Nikki. Okay. Uh, and I am double checking just to make sure it is still on HBO Max. Uh, it is. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, uh, d- 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 1976, starring uh, Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would like to watch. Awesome. I have never heard of that, but I love Peter Falk, so let's do it. Alrighty, sounds good. Awesome. All right, well then we'll do that next week on the podcast. (laughs) Sounds good. Come back next week for another exciting episode of The Viewmasters. Good night. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. 
You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.